Well, good morning, Wanna Hill friends and families. Uh, all right. <laughs> we get an applause just for saying hello. We're good. <laughs> well, my name's Lance. I have the privilege of being the lead youth pastor here at Walnut Hill. Uh, and with me is the pastor of marriage ministry, Mr. John Dissinger. Good morning, Lance. Good morning. <laughs> No applause. <laughs> and uh, so I've been here just over a year, and um, it's cool here at Wanna Hill. I get to watch people like John and the other pastors um, that are the, the wiser that come before me. And John, thank you so much for being such a good example of a, a pastor and a husband. Um, it's real joy getting to work with you. So Thanks, Lance. Just want to say that. Um, also, we want to say happy Memorial Day weekend to everybody as we remember those that gave uh, everything. Um, so for those and for their, their families, we know uh, this is a really big deal and an emotional weekend for a lot of people. So um, we want to say hello to everyone at the campuses, uh, especially our, our online community. Um, I feel like our online community day, our community is bigger today because it's Memorial Day weekend. So there's a lot of people that are probably traveling. So hello to you guys. Glad you guys get to, to be with us. Technology is great for that. So... Um, uh, so right now we are in our theme year of bringing heaven to earth. And one of the ways that we do that is when we follow the Lord's direction for our life, we get to give back and help those around us. So this morning, I want to start by reading our, our passage. So if you have your Bible or if you have your phone app, you can turn it on. But we're going to be in Proverbs, not surprisingly, Proverbs as we're in this series of Walking Wisely. Proverbs chapter 16 Verse 3, and it reads, commit your actions to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. Now, this is one of those verses that seems so simple and easy to do, right? Like, hey, whatever we're going to do, just commit to the Lord, and, and it's, it's going to work out for us. Um, but that's not exactly what this verse is saying, because when we hear that, it's, we think of it as just like a casual or, or passing uh, dedication, like saying, Lord, I give you this day. But if, if there's no action behind it, it, it's just words. So really, what, what does that mean? And as preachers do, John and I spend a lot of time looking at commentaries and, and looking at the, the Hebrew of what this means. Um, and I'm going to read to you what it, it translates uh, in the, the Hebrew. And it reads this. It says, roll unto the Lord... As a man rolls to another, a burden which is too heavy for himself, mm. imploring his help. <clears throat> that changes the meaning. So I'm going to reread it with this new addition to it. Verse 3. Commit your actions to the Lord, meaning roll the burdens that are too heavy for you to the Lord, and your plans will succeed. <clears throat> now that takes on a whole new meaning to it. It's no longer saying, Lord, I give you this day or I give you this project, but rather, Lord, I give you this burden that I've been hanging on to, mm -hmm. that I've been spending too much time thinking about and dwelling on, and I give it to you. And that does change the meaning. You know, because we think, well, why wouldn't we do that? If we have something that's too heavy for us to carry, why wouldn't we just give that away? You know, so John, why do you think we do that? Yeah, that, that's right, Lance. That really is the question this morning. Why, why do we hold on to something um, that we've let go of. And as we've talked about this more and more, we've, we've realized, really, this is a verse, uh, especially in the context of what uh, Lance just shared in the Hebrew translation, of holding on versus letting go. And um, we, 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 we see that throughout kind of our lives of, of just looking always to hold on to something rather than let go of it and roll it 
uh, to someone else. And, but, but here's the dilemma. We, we can't commit, we can't roll unto the Lord, we can't give to someone else what we don't want to let go of. And so what Lance and I really want to share this morning uh, with the brief time that we have together is, is these three points. First of all, we want to um, look at what this concept means uh, in, 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 in terms of committing. What does it really look like in the context of our daily lives? Second, how do we take and roll unto the Lord? How do we take um, what we are carrying and give to someone, one who is better able to carry that burden? And then third, we want to just spend a few minutes on how Walnut Hill can come alongside us in our journey uh, together to, uh, to help share and carry each other's burdens. So we're trying to think of a good illustration um, to, to share with you about all that. Um, and the example that you guys are probably all thinking about is how do you catch a monkey, right? Do we have anyone here who's ever caught a monkey before? No, we actually have one person who, has, who knows how to catch a monkey. John spent some time on trips. I'm, I'm multi-talented. Yeah. <laughs> Marriage, pastor, catching monkey. But he spent some time in Cambodia, and they actually showed him how one catches a monkey. So I thought it would be like a, an elaborate net or trap or something. But what they do is they take a coconut, and they bore a hole in the coconut, and they tie it to a tree. And then what they do is they put the monkey's favorite treat or whatever inside the coconut. And then this is what happens. So we have a coconut here. We tried to get a real coconut, but they're like out of season and they're really hard to come by in prices and everything. So, um, so this is our coconut for the demonstration today. So what happens is the monkey looks in the hole and says, oh, a treat. So he goes, he puts his hand in, and then he grabs it. And then what he wants to do is leave. So he goes to leave, but he can't. His hand is caught in there. And all the monkey has to do, all, this, all he has to do is let go and he could slide his hand right out. But he refuses. He so badly wants to hang on to something that eventually is gonna get him captured or even killed, but he's too stubborn to even let it go. Amen. So what does this passage look like then in real life? What, what are we being asked to commit? Commit what? Well, in a nutshell, the answer to that is everything. Everything in our life we're being called to, to commit to the Lord. Our children, which is what some parents are going to be doing in between services this morning through our dedication, um, ser service and time together. Um, our marriages, our finances, our possessions, our thoughts, everything. But Lance and I want to focus on this notion of committing our burdens. What we carry that weighs us down. And I know many of us have walked in here this morning feeling burdened. You know, throughout our life, we experience a vast number of incredible joys and memorable experiences. If you were to come to our house, you would see that Karen and I have six photo albums of all the pictures of, of our, raising our children, uh, our times together, just the, the great times. And that doesn't include all the photos out there in uh, Google Photos and the 6,943 photos I have in the iCloud um, somewhere. You have six photo albums, I have six iPhones full of photos. Right. <laughs> but we, all of us here this morning, also carry our own internal photo albums, don't we? And they're filled with memories of tough times, tough hurts, and tough pain. And for many, if not all of us, 
These memories and experiences and what they do to us inside are not conveniently deleted. But more often than not, they're submerged, pushed down, stored and locked away into our own private vaults. And in the process of pushing them down, they begin to, to weigh us down. Let Lance and I use this illustration, if we can, as an example of what we're, we're talking about. Can I ask for your assistance here with something? <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to ask you to be a younger me, to regress. That's why I called you and asked you to wear a pink shirt with sh sharks on it. <laughs> you clearly don't have the pants. So. Yeah. <laughs> but, but be a younger me, okay. uh, if, if you would. As I look back on, on my life, <clears throat> I know that mixed in with the indescribable joys and great times, there have been times of hurt, stress, anxiety, and incredible loss and sadness. Now, in the spirit of full transparency up here right now, let me illustrate some of these times and events from my own life through these weights. The first weight that I started carrying was actually um, at about the age of 13, 14, when I realized that from birth to that time, I had moved six times to different cities, different states, saying goodbye to old friends, meeting new friends, but in the process also meeting new bullies. And I'll call this weight the weight of loneliness. You want to carry that? Yeah. <clears throat> At the age of 14, I remember being sent to a, a very uh, prestigious upscale prep school, something you would see in a movie on TV. But I was, uh, I was the poor one there. Our, our economic status as a family was very low. I went on scholarship. Um, but I distinctly remember the, uh, the times I had in that school um, with the rest of the kids uh, who were much wealthier than me. And, and I very much felt singled out. I felt the burden of embarrassment and shame. <clears throat> Between the early 80s and right up to uh, 2011, I had completed my graduate work and spent all those years in the technology sector, primarily up in Boston. And in the technology sector and the work I did, it was a constant stream of high performance expectations, total commitment, and always exceeding expectations as a daily norm. That was what was expected of me. And I call this weight the weight of performance and achieve at all costs burden. We could have used fake weights and they wouldn't have known. <laughs> <laughs> but it wouldn't be fun. <laughs> Shortly after Karen and I were married, um, we lost a son uh, who died in utero. And a couple of years after that, we lost another baby. And that's the burden that I carried at that time of indescribable confusion, sorrow, and sadness in our life and in my life. In 
1998-1999, I returned from an international assignment overseas. And uh, when I got back, uh, they promptly laid me off. Uh, and um, this is the weight and the burden of angry and hurt. Are you kidding me? Seriously? And then as our daughter and our son graduated from high school, this is one we, many of us face and, and, and are challenged by. We were challenged by how are we gonna pay for this? How are we gonna handle this financially? And this is the burden of, of financial anxiety. I, I think you're getting the point by now, as you can see from Lance up here, we, we live under the false assumption we can carry these weight ourselves. We don't need anyone's help. Now, now, don't get me wrong, I've been blessed throughout my life with many, many great days and great times. I just shared the loss of two babies, but that was more than offset, more than offset by the, um, by the deep joy and blessings we were given through the gifts of our daughter, Megan, and our son, Matthew, um, and now the families uh, that they have started. That looks like it's, it's getting pretty heavy, Lance. Yeah, it's it pretty is. obvious uh, what, what you need to do with it. Yes. Uh, um, what uh, are you doing with it? Let me put it. I'm going to need your help. I'm going to put this on. Can you load up these weights in my backpack so I can carry more? There you go. Okay. See, see, the problem here is the hurts and the pains just keep coming, don't they? They don't stop. That comes with, with living life. That comes with the journey that, that we're on. For example, here, here are three that I walked in this morning carrying. <clears throat> the burden of, of how to wrap my head around gas being just shy of $5 a gallon and what we're paying for fuel and the rising cost, cost of groceries and how do we live within our means. <clears throat> the burden of the senselessness as I heard about the Texas shooting on Tuesday, on top of the Buffalo shooting, on top of the shooting in the church, on top of, on top of, on top of. And then the burden of living constantly in chronic pain and not being able to physically do what I was just able to do one year ago. Do any of these sound familiar to you? But instead of doing something healthy with all these, we deal with them in other ways. Some of us escape into the world of work. Some of us escape into unhealthy 
relationships, infidelity, pornography. Some of us, like me, escape into an addiction. The problem is we eventually get crushed in some manner, some way, because the load just becomes impossible to carry anymore. Again, in the spirit of transparency, and for me personally, that crushing event occurred on a Christmas Eve 10 years ago when I finally had to face the fact that I was an alcoholic who was powerless over my addiction. The burdens I carried in my backpack just became too heavy for me to carry anymore, and I was crushed by their weight on a night when we were supposed to be celebrating the birth of Jesus. On that Christmas morning, instead of packages around the trees, there was an intervention, first by Jesus. And then by my family, which started a 10-year uh, uh, a 10-year journey of sobriety so with this as a backdrop and back to this problem what is it proverb what does it really take to commit our actions to the lord which is the second point we want to cover let's just lance and i review three critical steps first we need to consciously admit consciously admit that we are powerless and don't have the strength to carry these loads by ourselves anymore. What keeps us, though, from admitting we can't carry the load ourselves? We do it all the time, don't we? What keeps us saying over and over again, I've got this, I don't need anybody else, I can do it my way, I don't have a problem with anger, I don't need to forgive, I don't drink out of control. What keeps us from doing that? More often than not, it's really simple. It's our own personal pride. It's our pride. Think about it. It's no no accident or mistake that Jesus starts the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount with this wonderful verse. These words, God blesses those who are poor and realize their need for him, for the kingdom of heaven is theirs. Realize their need for him. Anytime we consciously or unconsciously say, I've got this, I can do this, I can carry my burden, this burden myself, we're demonstrating a level of personal pride that is driving our answer. So step one is to drop the pride and realize our need for help. The second step is then to make the decision to unload the burden in our backpack and and hand them to someone who is better able to carry them than we are. In recovery, we call this our higher power. And the highest power is? The highest power is Jesus. Jesus. I love these words. I, I, I love these words in Matthew. Come to me, all you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because 
I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Third, we realize is that we were not created to walk through life alone, that we actually need other people around us. I'm gonna read from uh, Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 4, starting in verse nine. Two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people laying close together can keep each other warm. But how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a three-braided cord is not easily broken. Proverbs talks a lot about the wisdom of another. I started talking this morning, and I thank John for being a really good example. Um, Having somebody in your life that you can go to the diner and talk about life and say, hey, these are things that are going on in my life, and you know, I know some stuff that's going on in yours. What's your advice? What's something that you could could tell me or, or help me out? Um, and it, Proverbs, also, Proverbs also talks about a community, about like gathering together. Like it's fantastic that we come here and we have this space to worship God and, and spend time um, singing and, and listening, but it's, we're not just meant to come here on Sunday. We're not just meant to come here and listen and then leave. We have something out there called the Fellowship Hall. It's not the walk through and leave hall. Right, I just made that up, it's pretty good. That's pretty Yeah, it's good. You're creative. <laughs> Thank <Yeah>. you. <laughs> So we'll, this pl- we'll talk about that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so w- this place that, that we're in right now is called Walnut Hill. But we're not Walnut Hill Club, right? We're Walnut Hill Church. And even more than that, we're actually Walnut Hill Community Church. Mm. We're, we're meant to be in community. We're meant to be around each other. God wants us to spend time um, in, in fellowship. So the last thing that we would want you guys to do is come here and think that church is only here on Sundays, that we only do things on Sunday and there's no one ever like to talk to or anything throughout the week. Uh, we actually have l- many, many things that are going on here throughout the week. Uh, we, were, we put a, a list of things together of different groups that we have going on. Did you guys know that there's community groups here? Community groups are, are people that gather together and they have community together. They get together to talk about the, the sermons. We have things called crews here. Crews are when you get together with uh, friends um, that are are like-minded, people that you can talk maybe a little bit more deeply about life, what's going on personally. And the crews are supposed to stay together for years if possible. And there's, there's ways if you're not involved in a crew just yet that you can actually get involved in the crews. Um, we have, well, my, my personal favorite group is youth group. And um, it was so great that even on this Tuesday when the, the shooting happened in Texas, I was so thankful that we had youth group that night. Yeah. You know, we had 70 students and leaders that gathered together mm-hmm. at, at youth group. And we got to just be together and pray together and worship God together. I mean, that shooting, I think, hits this community a little bit harder than, than some communities because 10 years ago in Sandy Hook, some of our students who are now in high school were in that school. So the fact that we got to be together, that's not a small thing. The fact that we got to all um, be together and talk about it and and pray together, that's a big deal. So we also have men's group. We also have women's group. Um, we We have some more specific groups that you've been involved in. Well, we have a tremendous care ministry here. Um, as I had mentioned, uh, 
one of the groups that I was very involved in for uh, many, many years and still love is our Celebrate Recovery Ministry. Um, we have a cancer support group. We have uh, divorce care. We have marriage support. We, we have a lot of resources and friends and ministries, communities, whatever we want to call them, that our desire is to come alongside of and walk with us and walk with each other as we go through this, this journey of life. And so if you'd like to find out more about any of these, feel free to call the church at any time or go to our website and, uh, and they have more information on, on each of these. Mm -hmm. And these are the groups that meet together, but last <laughs> week, Pastor Craig talked about serving. You know, there's a lot of opportunities to, to serve here um, and you get around each other, you get to encourage each other, you get to listen to each other and, and carry each other's weights. Yeah. So we want you guys to know that there's places to, to get involved, um, that you get to talk about your life, you get to talk about the love of Jesus all together. I wanna read one more verse in, in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. It says, let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Amen. <clears throat> so in closing, you know, we don't need to carry the burdens, but, but we do need to take those three steps to unload them. Again, first set aside our pride and admit to ourselves we can't and don't need to carry these burdens anymore. Second, willingly hand them to Jesus. And then third, Get connected with others that can walk with you. <clears throat> I love how Pastor Brian, when, when he completes uh, one of his times of sharing and, and uh, his sermon, he, he closes with some form of action that makes us take what he has walked through and apply it to our lives outside the doors of this church as, as we leave. And as Lance and I were preparing for this morning and talking about what could this call to action possibly be, given what we've just talked about in this verse? We, we wondered, what would it look like if each of us made a list? What if each of us sat down in a quiet place and a quiet time with God and made a list of the things we're refusing to let go of? What would go on that list to lighten our, our, our load? Maybe finally forgiving our son or daughter or mom and dad for those hurtful words they spoke to us two years ago. Maybe confessing to our wife or husband that we weren't exactly honest with them last week when we told them we didn't when in fact we did. Yeah, th this is what we're, we're asking you to do. Go make the list, then take each of the items one by one and erase them as you let go and hand them to Jesus. Just let go. Roll it to someone who is better able to carry it. Lance, would you, would you close us in prayer? I'd love to. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day. And Lord, you, you know our hearts. You know what's going on in each one of our, our hearts right now and our minds. And <clears throat> as we're thinking about the things that we're carrying that are just too heavy for us. Lord, you know the things that we need to start conversations with and forgive somebody or, or let something go. Lord, you also know the things that we just need to let go and give to you. It's not even talking to anyone else, just the realization that you can carry so much that we can't. So Lord, we thank you for what you're doing in the lives of every person here. Lord, 
We also ask that this week we can have a real true encounter with you. Um, we can spend um, yes. time in worship with you and in fellowship with you, Lord, and we can just realize that we can give things over to you that we can't carry. We ask all these things in your son's name. Amen. Amen.